Hey, how's life? This is Minister Joanne Williams from Grace on Display Ministries. Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. Learn how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad. I hope that you are rejoicing as well this holiday season. Keep your head up and just know that you're not alone. The Lord is with us. Even if we can't see him, even if we can't track him, we know that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. Let's remember Jesus is the reason for the season. Twas the night before Christmas series. Today's title is The Wise Men Still Seek Him. Coming from Matthew chapter 2, we're going to read all the way to verse 12. So Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, that means stop looking, listen, pay attention, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star, put a pinpoint right there, in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned, warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Wise men still seek him. It was often uh, said that this is the most wonderful time of the year. We celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
During this time of year, many families have Christmas traditions, like singing Christmas carols. They go caroling, or uh, some may go skiing. They may make snow angels, you know, frolic in the snow. Some traditions, like eating black-eyed peas and chitterlings, for the new year, which was supposed to bring you good luck, is also a tradition. Some traditions are good and some are not so good, like the black eyed peas and chitlins. I don't know about that one. Anyway, today I want to share with you a tradition that many of us may even to this day still do. So, we read Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And the scriptures tell us that the wise men followed the star. They were called wise men because they were educated. Literacy was not widespread in that day. They were also very familiar with the scriptures. They were astronomers and it was a great company, not three men. There were plenty of wise men that were out there. I don't know the exact number, but it was more than three. They were from the Medo-Persian Empire. The star was leading them to the newborn king. Because after all, we're saying that a ruler was born. Now, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we come to another very familiar tradition. And in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it tells us that this ruler, uh, he's a wonderful counselor. He's the uh, prince of peace. He's our everlasting father, so on and so on and so on. So you go read that scripture, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. But there's a tradition there too. Back in the day, it was a custom to place a star on top of the tree. Now we place bowls and Christmas pigs and God knows what angels, everything on top of the tree. But long ago, they would place a five-pointed star on top of the Christmas tree. Why? Because the star represented this scripture. It represented Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. So let's read it. We're going to read from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, New King, Ch New King James Version. Wow, trying to these words out. Okay. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the first point on that star represented his name shall be called Wonderful. Why? Because he loves us so much that he died on the cross to make sure we wouldn't have to suffer our own sins. Wonderful. That second point, counselor. He knows us intimately. He loves us purely. And he can cut to the heart of the matter. He always has an ear to hear. Third point, mighty God. He moves mountains with his fingertip and calms raging waves with only a whisper. 
fourth point on that star. Everlasting Father. He was there when we took our first breath because he gave us our first breath. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Fifth point, Prince of Peace. He came to give us heavenly peace. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. These wise men traveled thousands of miles to see him. When they found him, they responded with joy, worship, and gifts. They had been searching for him. There are three things that these wise men can teach us. Number one, what to look for. Number two, what to do when we find him. And number three, how our discovery should influence the rest of our lives. Scriptures tell us they ask the question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? They are looking, searching for a person, but not just any person, a ruler, but not just any ruler, because Herod was a ruler as well, but he was a wicked ruler. The wise men are looking for a righteous ruler. Verse 9 and 10 in the book of Matthew tells us they find the child and they rejoice with exceeding great joy. In other words, they had a praise party. Verse 11 says they then they fell down and worship him. They know that this is this is not an ordinary child. They know that God has manifested his presence in the world. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The incarnation has happened. They recognize Yahweh, Jehovah God. They worship him. They worship him with their time, their talents, and their treasures. They worship him. Worship, a life that reflects what we give our devotion to. The laying down of our heart, our mind, and our will. They didn't worship him for something they needed. They worshiped him because he's God. Verse 12 says, what are we to do when we find him? They chose to protect and to proclaim what they found. They didn't sell Jesus out. Even though he's a newborn babe and he's in a vulnerable state, they chose to protect him. What can we do today? How is this discovery of Christ in our life, how should it influence the rest of our lives? We can protect his purpose by continuing to fulfill the Savior's purpose. He came to seek and save those that were lost. Whenever we see death, we speak life. Whenever there is poverty, injustice, sickness, etc., etc., we need to speak life. We need to manifest the love of God the mercy of God, the goodness of God. We must proclaim the word of God. I leave you with this thought-provoking question. Are you still looking for the presence of God in this world? Have you bowed down to Christ? Whose behavior 
Will you emulate that of Christ or Herod? The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian followers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as they reflect on the love of God and the word of God. You know, it's one thing to say we love Jesus and we're going to follow him, but it's another thing to get up and do it. The question is, how can we do it well? The second goal of this podcast is to develop a deeper interest in and understanding of the Bible. Third, to encourage believers in Christ to not accept mediocrity. To encourage believers in Christ not to accept mediocrity, but instead to strive to reach their fullest potential in Christ. If you are looking for the power to endure challenges of the Christian life, live through temptations in our culture, and gain insight and wisdom for decision-making and deepen your walk with God, join us every week and listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now.